This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Finding Thanks This Year. We will be answering your listener questions, including one about how to start your own business and another question about tips for moving in with a significant other. Then we're talking about what's in the news. Bridal face masks are now a thing. And how a grandma saved her grandson from a carjacker. It's a crazy story. But first, Angela, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I mean, I have more free time on my hands. As I mentioned, I am not working full time right now. Um, so, But Ian is working a lot. And I constantly feel like I'm bothering him. Mm-hmm. And I'm also unaware of when he's working and when he's not because he just always has his headphones in. Um, and I'm like, you know, I can't like apply to jobs 24 seven. So I'm trying to find other ways to be productive. So like I cleaned out the whole fridge the other day and I threw stuff out and I just kept coming in and being like, I just found salsa from 2018. And he's he's probably like, shut the F up. Yeah. He's like, exactly. He's like, please, please stop. And I'm like, you're my coworker now. I'm lonely. I need someone to talk to. Poor Angela. Um, Do you have a, do you have a, do you have, um. What happened with like your therapist? Because I remember like before <laughs> the pandemic, you fired her. But did you get a new I one? I did. Uh, it's on my to-do list because Wait, yeah, really, was- you can't fire one before you have one lined up, girlfriend. Well, you know, if if you remember correctly, then you can talk about your salsa shit. Technically, well, I mean, listen. Once I get my therapist, I will not be talking about salsa. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that would be a waste of everyone's time. I mean, sometimes but, uh, I talk about really stupid shit, and those are honestly my favorite sessions. Is I'm just like, can you help me write this email? It's giving me a lot of social anxiety. I don't know how to write this email, or like, can you help me like with this awkward text I have to send? And she'll help me craft it. Those are my favorite sessions. The fact that I've been able to get through the last seven months without having a therapist has felt a little bit like uh, being on the wire without a net. Yeah, why? <laughs> so, I don't understand why. Why are you doing that to yourself? Uh, definitely not a choice. It just sort of happened. If you remember correctly, my therapist that I was going to break up with actually broke up with me before I could break up with her. It was like a "you can't fire me, I quit" situation. Oh, yeah. Wait, did she so, say you were you were you were solved and better? She was just kind of like. So you've been coming for a while now, and I, and I think we could like take a little break. <laughs> like, wow, she didn't want to talk to you anymore. That's so I know. Funny. I, I've been with my therapist for like for like four years, and she's like, "No, you need me." <laughs> I went in though that day. Maybe she picked up. Let's just. I'm gonna say she picked up on my vibe. She knew that I wanted to end it. Yeah. So she she just she, her pride, her pride wouldn't What do you do? Let this do I don't first. I'm not saying this is the case, but what does one do if you like literally like fuck, I'm fucking dreading this person. Like I have to like listen to them talk for an hour. Like what as do you a do? Therapist. Yeah, as a therapist. I mean, like you just kind of have to like be like like the like what do you do? Like that would suck. Well, I think it would be like unethical for them to lie and be like, you're cured. Don't come to me anymore. I think maybe they would have to be like, I think you would be better served 
by a different therapist who isn't me. Yeah, that's true. And then like recommend someone. I don't know. You would hope. But, but, but I don't know. Maybe I my digress. therapist just disliked me. I don't know. But no, that's it was not. Mutual, I'm not saying that's so. what it was. I'm just saying like I always talk. I talk to my therapist sometimes about really stupid shit. And so I feel like the salsa thing is like perfect for someone yeah. that doesn't want to hear that like is paid to just have to listen to you. No, but I truly I uh, I definitely do want a new person. I'm just I'm daunted by the process of finding a new person because as you know the last time I I basically like did speed dating I went on like five different new therapy dates to see who I clicked with Uh, I remember that and I don't know if I'll be able to do that again because doing it via zoom feels even more insane uh so I don't know we'll see you should use our podcast sponsor that like where you can just text people that is true that is a good and and Talkspace does let you like kind of shop around until you match with the right person. So yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's, That's a kind good of an ideal into it. Ideal situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how have you been? Um, I'm good. Um, I've been like doing this new thing this week where Nick and I say hi to each other when we come home. <laughs> oh, is that new? Is that new for it's you? It's like a new thing. I kind of had this realization early, like the end of last week, where I was like, when one of us comes home, we don't even talk to the other person because. Like the dog is up in her face, like, row, row, row. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, you're alive. And then Rilo's there and it's like, oh my God, Rilo, what'd you do today? Oh, you're eating food. Oh, you need water. Oh, pick you up. And then like by the time you, we like, well, first we like go in, we wash our hands and I'm like a hand-washing Nazi. So I'm like, you wash your hands. Uh, wash your hands. You like put your stuff down. It's like the dog kid. And then like I'm doing, you know, we just like end up, it's like 10 minutes before I'm like, oh, oh, hi, hi. How are you doing? So, right. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I, I like made a point. I was like, I want to do this thing where like we have to say hi. Like we make a point to like kiss each other and like say hi when we come home because Rilo is so freaking cute. We want to just like snuggle him when one of us is gone. But we, we like forget about each other. So that's been like this week's goal is that we make sure we say hi to each other. It's going well. So hi to each other before hi to Rilo or just. No, that's not possible because he's literally so cute and just runs down the hall like mommy daddy's home daddy like he runs full force where I always kind of knew in my heart that I should have that reaction when Nick comes home and he would be really (laughs) excited because like I was always like I should just have the reaction our dog has because the like Rilo does like the same reaction as our dog where you literally like race to the front door with kisses I'm like I should just like throw a celebration when Nick comes home but I like just don't have the energy and sometimes I just don't want to get up but I always notice Nick used to be really nice and if he heard me come home he would like get come out of the bedroom and come to the front door to say hi to me and I never did the same I would be like "Eh, he'll come find me in the bedroom like after he puts his stuff down but it like does make a difference it feels really nice to come home and like have people like celebrate your yeah your existence so I'm trying to work on that a bit to have more of like a reaction like a dog and a toddler I get that I that's mean, all you you've known Nick longer than Rilo has that's why he's still excited oh okay. you guys you guys have settled into a comfortability yeah but I don't want to do that I want it to feel like new and fresh like first love all the time mm. okay we can only hope <laughs> we'll try we'll try yeah. Uh, on that note, it is time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. 
We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website by yourself. If you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. I mean, now it truly has never been a better time to just tinker around with making your own Squarespace website. If you've thought about it, maybe you've been daunted by the thought. Trust me, I can't even turn the TV on by myself in my house. Yet I have created multiple really sleek looking websites somehow. So trust this non-tech savvy lady over here who has websites that people have asked me, hey, who did your website? And I said, I did. I did it on Squarespace and it's because it's so easy. They have templates and Angela and I have been using them since we were a scrappy little sketch show back in 2013. And I think even before that, I had switched over to do my personal website on Squarespace. But yeah, if you want to check out and see what we created, you could go check out our website. This is, what is it? What is it now? I, I've like keep changing the domain. It's this, it's, this is why the podcast.com. If you still go to our old website, which was, this is why your single show.com, it will take you to this is why the podcast.com. But the official new one is this is why the podcast.com. I don't know. See if you like it. You can also check out lauralane.com, see what I did with my personal. You can check out angelaspare.com, see what Angela whipped up. Um, yeah, we made them all on Squarespace. Yeah, and now that you can't go and like meet people in person, really, your digital footprint is more important than ever. You want to make a good impression, have a cool website for when people Google you. If you're like interviewing for a job or trying to sell something, it's really important. It's your calling card. So this is true. I've had people tell me that like, hmm. I was more blown away by your website than like how you actually talk about yourself. So that was like, I was like, apparently <laughs> I'm like, need to get better at how I talk about myself because my website apparently is very impressive. Right. <laughs> um. So, and how does Laura do that? How does she make her website impressive with beautiful templates created by world-class designers? Uh, there is also built-in search engine optimization. So important people can find you. And if you ever get confused with what you're doing, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out. Check out squarespace.com single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. What's in the mailbox this week, Angela? Okay. First up, we have uh, an anonymous listener who wrote in with the subject line, do I go solo and start my own business? Okay. So she writes, I need some advice from people who have done it. My boss and friend and I had a meeting yesterday about the future of his law practice. I started with him in June part-time and left my old firm to work full-time at his in August. Since then, he's had the breathing room to realize that he wants to move out of state. In the past four months, I've learned an entirely new area of law and how to set up and run a small practice. We've set up a plan for winding down his business, and now I'm trying to figure out my landing from this. He's already reached out to other firms and professional services and found that several firms would be interested in hiring me and that I have the option to work as a freelance paralegal. To be honest, I do not really like the work I'm doing, but recognize it is a marketable skill. I'm debating taking the freelance route, knowing I'd need to handle about 16 files a month to live very comfortably and look for other hobby hobbies to try as 
a way to explore other career paths, but I'm really concerned about handling the tax situation or not getting enough work. I have really loved being in control of my life and work since leaving my old firm and maybe need this push to go into business for myself. Any tips to making for making this leap? This is a, wow, this is a big decision that you have to make. It's hard because it's definitely a very different field than what either Angela or I are used to from Correct. my friends that, um, about the future of his practice law. Okay. So you're a lawyer. Yeah. And for my friends that are lawyers that have tried to go off on their own, it can definitely be a little hard because you have to develop your own clientele. Um, so yeah, some of the questions I would ask are, how do you plan to, it sounds like you would know all the things to do and that you have a lot of experience and you know how to start a business. I guess my question would be how sustainable, how sustainable do you think it is in terms of have you made a financial plan like how if you need rent for example like the place to meet clients um like how much is a office like um how much are like all the supplies you would need and like you know faxes and and like you know computer systems and i don't know if i i'm not a lawyer but i assume like there's certain like maybe like privacy kind of type of like you can't just use like an average gmail i would assume you kind of maybe need things to be a little more like i don't know what do you secure secure like yeah how much is 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 that type of stuff and just like go through the list and like add up all those expenses and then make a list of like potential clients and if it like checks out and you think you can you can do it then like go for it because it sounds like you really have this in your heart and soul to have your own business. But yeah, you just got to really go through the like financial side of it. Yeah, I agree. And just like leaving your therapist, same thing with the job. I, we always advocate don't leave a job unless you have another job to go to. So yeah, have a plan, especially right now when we're entering a potential recession, you want to just factor that into your decision making. Yeah, you won't be able to go to like networking events necessarily to find clients. So just, yeah, I would just like to know, do you have like a list of clients lined up and how, and if not, how do you plan to get clients and what resources, legal resources or databases are you going to like, would you add your name to so that people can find you? Um, and yeah, and then, and then go from there. But good luck. It sounds like you've learned a lot and you say, you know, you've learned entirely new area of law. You know how to set up and run a small practice. So that's all great. And like maybe this is like the time for you to make that big, big leap. And worst case, you're a lawyer. You have incredible skills. Hopefully you would, if for whatever reason you give it a shot, it doesn't work out. Hopefully you know your field better than I do, but hopefully you would be able to get another job at another law firm if you change your mind and realize that private practice is not for you. All right. What else we got? Okay. Next up, our uh, anonymous listener writes, hey, girls, I was listening to this week's episode today, and I was wondering if you've considered doing some sort of giveaway for the vibrators. I think a lot of us are interested in checking them out. P.S. I'm enjoying the new content and would love to hear tips for moving in with a significant other. Me and my BF have been dating for just over a year and are starting to talk about this next step. Thank you. 
So first up, I will say that this is not the only message we got about the vibrators. Somebody also messaged me privately being like, you guys talk about how you have all these leftover vibrators. Please give them away. I know. We also got an email. So we've gotten multiple people saying that we need to do a giveaway. I guess we, I mean, we really should do a giveaway. I, the problem is I just have to find ones that obviously are completely unopened. I mean, I would never, (laughs) I would never obviously give you one I've used. That's not what I'm saying. They have a... But, Don't worry. But, they have a safety seal. They but have sometimes like a- I'll like take them out and just like look at it and then like put it back in the box. And I can't give that away even if I've no. o- if I've opened the box and just like, I have even a, I have a at bunch it. that are totally unopened. Like no, no, so do I. Cellophane. So. But it's also like do we? I don't want to like this. I mean, it's this bad. I don't. We used to do this a lot with our book is we would just pay for shipping ourselves out of our pocket because we were just so excited that people would message us and be like, I really want a signature on my on like a book and I live far away and we'll be like, well, I'll just send it to you. But like we would just need to, we just need to do the, we just need to figure out like how to ship this shit where we don't have to exactly. pay for all the well, shipping. Well, you know what? Laura and I will put our heads together and figure out ex- like what the, what the giveaway, like what the terms should be. Yeah. I mean, but maybe, maybe we'll it's just literally somebody paying for the shipping and then we just send a bunch of vibrators. And if that's the case, like that's totally fine. I'll go to the post office one day. I'll spend. Yeah an hour going to the post office and I'll just ship a bunch of vibrators. You can just like pay for the shipping somehow. Um, or maybe we maybe we'll do another thing where like if you buy the book and show us the receipt. We we did that at the beginning of the show us the receipt, you get a vibrator show. until the vibrators are all gone. <laughs> or yeah. you get entered in a raffle for for a vibrator. If we'll think about I it. I think we we'll have th- enough vibrators honestly. We could just I know. You could just uh the maybe for the we holidays. could do that. Or even just there was just for these few people that reached out, we could just send be like, if you want to pay for shipping, we'll just send you one. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll think. About I don't it. know. Somebody's getting a vibrator is the point. Anyways, but we will put anyway. our heads together. But but the real reason I put this in here was because she wanted tips about moving in with a significant other. Yes. So I would say my main thing is expect your relationship to change. Um, I think that people get freaked out. Like we've gotten emails from people before that are like, I moved in and like we're having sex less or like we're just like less like things feel less exciting. And it's like, yeah, you see each other all the time. There's no mystery. Like, of course, that's going to happen. So I think remember that that's normal. Um, And that sounds like so unexciting and shitty, but it's actually it's just you're entering a new phase of your relationship and there's other good things that will happen that didn't happen before. But but uh, yeah, don't be surprised if you hit that little bump. And don't get scared. Like Nick and I fought a lot when we first moved in together. I'll be honest. Like it was just a hard transition. I had never lived with someone before. I would get mad at like little things like he worked. He worked from home. So the place would be I would clean the place. And do all the dishes, but then he worked there. So it was like constantly getting messy just while I was away at work. And then I would come home and there would be like dishes and be messy. I'd be like, I literally just cleaned it. And like that kind of stuff would just frustrate me. And I didn't really have the, a great vocabulary at the time to talk about it. But I don't know. We did our best and obviously we like worked through it. So I would just say like, don't get scared over feelings and frustrations that come up that you aren't expecting and just be patient with each other and like work through it. And and if you can afford it, get a housekeeper because I really do believe that like saves relationships if you aren't fighting over who's cleaning this and who's cleaning that. It, I really believe that's like one of the biggest fights when you move in with somebody yeah. is about it all, it cleaning depends. and chores. Like if you're two people who like 
you both are very into cleaning or want only one of you is very into cleaning, but you don't resent that fact, then it's fine. But if it becomes an issue. I think everybody will eventually resent it. Even if someone, nobody <laughs> yeah. like loves cleaning. Like there's probably somebody that's good at it. Like I'm really good at organizing the schedule. Is that something that's super fun for me? Not necessarily. So nobody loves cleaning a toilet. And like, even if they're, th- people just have different thresholds for how dirty and clean they can handle places. So if somebody cleans more than someone else, it's, trust me, it's not because they genuinely like cleaning. It's because they have a lower threshold than you do. And and honestly, if your threshold's a little higher and you don't mind things being a little messier, you're going to need to compromise on that. And you're going to need to clean up your stuff a little more and you're going to need to give into their threshold. And it's, it's honestly, it's only reasonable. It's like any other compromise. So yeah, if you can afford it, get a housekeeper would be like my biggest advice. Cause I think that's one of the biggest things people fight over and just pay attention to your partner's cleanliness threshold and adjust accordingly. That would be my biggest tip. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, and then, and then, yeah, just try to like still do like sweet little things. Um, like if you used to, when you used to like come over to their place and surprise them with something, you know, I don't know, like at the, I haven't done this in a while, sadly. Um, probably since we had a baby, but I used to like leave Nick little like love notes and I did that for like a good eight years. So, you know, just think about the things that you do and continue to do them, which actually reminds me I I should do a love note um I don't know anything else you want to add Angela well kind of like the um the inverse of the advice you just gave which is also make sure that you uh have enough alone time yeah 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 yeah. you might not you're you're not going to be used to spending all that time with one another uh like because before you got to go home and sleep in separate beds or whatever so Uh, Make sure you're factoring in like, I'm going to go do this thing by myself this week. It's true. Like if he, if they, if he's going out with his guy friends and he invites you, like don't, don't go every time. Like let him have his boys nights. You see each other all the time and, and like enjoy that time to yourself. That's good advice. Like I remember having an anxiety attack realizing like, oh my God, I don't have like a room to myself when I first moved in and it's hard. Um, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered, email us at contact at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on the website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Next, we're going to dive into this week's topic, but first, let's thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Function of Beauty. One size fits all may work for your accessories, but when it comes to your hair, We all need something a little different to help us look our best. What if your hair care was as unique as you are? I have to tell you, my my function of beauty hair care really is unique. I had my hair blonde for a bit, so I put that in there. They sent me some purple shampoo with the scent that I picked out. I'm also, like, very specific on, like, certain ingredients I don't want in my, in my, I don't know, like, hair stuff and beauty stuff and they let you tell them that it's 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 truly is amazing it's like I wish I wish everything in my life could be this specific I mean I'm such a picky person when I go to restaurants you know I am like Sally and when Harry met Sally so like function of beauty is ideal for me because I could just truly make something exactly how I want it just like how I wish I could order food yeah and you know I was perusing the function of beauty website and I realized in a previous ad that we had done for them, we were talking about how I had never heard of purple shampoo because I'm a brunette. But they have the special purple shampoos for blondes, but then they also have like 
you could just pick whatever color you want, having nothing to do with the color of your hair, and it doesn't affect when you're washing your hair. Just like for aesthetic purposes, you can pick the color of the shampoo. That's very fun. Yeah, if you're if you like are really anal and want to match your shampoo to your your tiling in your bathroom, you can do that. Mine I remember being shocked that you had never heard of purple shampoo, but then I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, actually, I was. It took me like. Like I think it was in my like late twenties before I, when someone was like, "What about purple shampoo?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like the idea that purple shampoo could take out the brassiness of blonde hair was so confusing to me because it is such a weird concept. Like it doesn't seem to make any logical sense. Like why does putting purple on my blonde hair take it from like an orangey color back to like beautiful platinum? Like it doesn't make sense, but it does it's work. Science. It's, it's science. Bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. You need like to go to like color therapy school or something to understand this stuff. Yeah. So Function of Beauty is hair care that is formulated specifically for you. Like we said, no matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, treatments, and they all fit your unique needs. How unique, you ask? Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you are. Here's how it works. First, you take a quiz. Um, it's really quick, but it's thorough, and you tell them a little bit about your hair. Then Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients, and then they bottle your custom formula to order, and then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. They even print your name on it. So wonderful. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash why to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% off your first hair care order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash this is why for 20% off and to let them know, you know, let them know you heard about it from the show. Can't hurt. That's functionofbeauty.com slash this is why. We would like to thank our sponsor Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Truly, you could get lost in a wormhole of educational learning on Skillshare. I'm like, you never, why does anyone go to college if you could just learn about anything you want to learn about with like these, with these like cool companies? I, I don't know. I, I love Roxanne Gay and I took a class with Roxanne Gay. It was wonderful. Like I, I, it was so cool. It was really so cool because I've read a lot of interviews with her and I try to take what little nuggets I can about how to be a better writer. But instead, I got like a full class with Roxanne Gay about just about what she does, just about writing and how to do what she does. It was really cool. Yeah. You took like, a class too. I've taken a couple classes. I took a copywriting for beginners classes about how to write web copy that sells without being cheesy. That was the, the, very long title. Um, and then I also did an introduction to SEO class um, that went over tactics and strategies for entrepreneurs. And that was taught by Rand Fishkin, who is the founder and CEO of SparkToro. Um, so that, and that's the thing, like in every different, like, you know, we, there are writing classes, there are design classes, there are marketing classes, and they get like people that are, are experts in each field. Like they're just like not nobodies that you've never heard of. They're, they're cool people. Um, so I really enjoyed my SEO class. I, I learned a little bit about strategy, a little bit about debunking myths and misconceptions in SEO. So hopefully uh, it'll get me hired somewhere. That's really cool. 
I mean, it's just cool to be like learning stuff while you, you know, while you're at yeah. home and just on your couch. <laughs> exactly. And looking for a job. You got to sharpen your skills. Yeah. They offer creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. These lessons can help you stay inspired, express yourself, and introduce you to a community of millions. I also really like, Angela, that you can see how many people are taking the class with you. So it almost feels like you're actually like in an online lecture. It's really cool. Yeah. And they're very and affordable. It, it's like an annual subscription is less than $10 a month. It's great, right? Yeah. And in my SEO class, you even get little assignments. I love so that. So it holds you accountable. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash this is why. And the first 1,000 people to use our link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash this is why. And the first 1,000 people will get a free trial of Skillshare's premium membership. This week's topic is find the thanks. It seems like a completely shitty year. We're going to do a brief vent of everything that went wrong. And then we're going to list five things we're thankful for just to show that it is possible to find the thanks in the insane awfulness that is 2020. I initially wanted to do 10 things I was thankful for, but I was like, you know what? Let's just do five. So my shit vent, my, my shit vent <laughs> was like my book launch got ruined. We, you know, there wasn't a lot of press because it launched the week COVID hit. So any hit New York. So all anybody was talking about was, was COVID. I never got to see my book in a bookstore because they all closed before I could see them on the front tables, even though I did get to see a couple pictures. I spent months planning readings that were going to be like the highlight of my year and the highlight of my career got canceled. The show got canceled that my theater that I perform at closed and shut down two trips overseas that were like big deal that I've been looking forward to for like over a year both got canceled my friend's restaurant shut down businesses around me closed chumps ruining America my best friend's moving away actually multiple friends are leaving New York a bunch of my neighbors with kids that I love that were my son's BFFs moved out of the building my parents health is like not as great uh RBG died and I had two friends die so it's been a fucking awful year um, but there's always things to be grateful for, even in dark times. Um, I'm grateful that no one in my family got COVID and that they're all still alive. I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, my son Rilo is thriving. He's cuter and funnier than ever. Same for my dog. Um, I, I'm grateful for work. Like I'm grateful I can still do the podcast with you virtually. I can still do some writing and I'm just grateful financially that we're okay when, when I know it could, it could just, things could just be much worse than they are for, for a lot of other people. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. Um, uh, despite all of like the book events that were kind of like a career or, you know, on the surface, it seems like a career bummer that like all those events got canceled when I actually stepped back my, my book did get option for TV, which was a big deal. And it's getting released in five other languages, which is a big deal for me. So even though I didn't get yeah. to do all the celebrations I did, I'm really grateful that we got to do that one launch party and that the book is still having success. Um, and I'm grateful for outdoor dining. It makes me feel like NYC is a little bit like Europe. So yeah. Uh, okay. That's, that's me. That, those were good ones. Um, 
So yeah, obviously, like for my my little vent rant, that came easier to me than coming up with the things that I'm grateful for. But I have to say, I recommend for everybody to try and make a list of things that you're grateful for because it it did it was I was like oh, okay I, this makes me feel good. So first the shit though, um, obviously my wedding, bridal shower, bachelorette party, honeymoon all got canceled pretty much at the last minute. I, I spent the whole year trying to rush through the year to get to that the literally the week where stuff started shutting down in New York because that's when all the fun stuff was supposed to start happening for me. Um, I lost two jobs now. Uh, I live in this weird sort of limbo state that is a shadow of my pre-pandemic reality. Um, I haven't been in Manhattan or on a subway since March. And as somebody who doesn't drive, losing the subway is a huge loss of independence for me. Um, I also take New York very personally. New York is a personal place to me. So seeing it hurting hurts me. I worry about all the People uh, that work in the arts that are suffering, uh, theater is suffering, restaurants, parking garages, even like New York is a place where you can be a magician and have a career being a magician doing like weird little shows, which is like why I love New York. Um, Those people are obviously out of a job right now. So I worry about everybody. Um, Worst of all, my parents can't afford to leave their jobs. So they're working throughout the pandemic and my they're both older and my dad is very unhealthy. So I'm just like living in fear every day. They also both had like their first vacation in forever planned uh, for this summer, which they could not do. And uh, also, yeah, even if Biden wins, the country is really fucked up uh, and I don't, it's going to be hard to turn the ship around. So that's the rant. What are you grateful for, Angela? Here's what I'm grateful for. This is, yeah. So we've had, it's been an yeah, difficult year. It's, it's been, been a year. It's been, been a diff- year. It's been quite a year for both of us, but um, but we're trying to show that we can still find things to be thankful for around Thanksgiving time. What are you thinking? Exactly. For? So I'm grateful that I'm not alone. Um, I know a lot of people that are that have had to be alone throughout this, and I'm very grateful that I have Ian, and this is truly, you know, proven that he is the right partner for me if I ever had any doubts before, which I didn't, but this has brought it on home for me. Um, Number two, uh, same as you said, ultimately everybody in my life does have their health and hasn't gotten sick and uh, they're taking things seriously and taking precautions. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that they uh, follow all the protocols. Um, I love where I live still. I love New York. I go for afternoon walks every day and I listen to Ella Fitzgerald and I pretend I'm Meg Ryan and uh, that lifts my spirits. Uh, Professionally, I have a clean slate ahead of me, which is very exciting. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know that I'm going to do something because I have no choice, Um, but it's going to be a whole new experience and I look forward to that. And finally... Number five, um, I'm grateful for all the relationships in my life, like my friends, my family, um, even with everything else that's sort of been stripped away this year, they have like tethered me to a sense of normalcy. And uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for the podcast. Yeah, me too. Number and six. all of our listeners and who've yeah. been writing in. Um, yeah, it keeps things light. Sometimes we talk about light stuff, dark stuff, but it's um, – yeah, it's it's been it's been nice place to share our thoughts. So yeah. we hope you you also write down the 
five things you're thankful for and it's okay to vent about the bad things first, get it off your chest and then and then find the thanks. Yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about what we've been reading in the news. What have you been reading about in the news, Angela? My God, honestly, something that is so depressing to me, which is uh, fashion forward bridal masks for your walk down the aisle. I remember uh, right at the beginning of all this, somebody sent me uh, a quote unquote fashion mask for weddings. And I was like, please don't send this to me. I hate this. Um, So, but yeah, New York Times for bridal fashion week, they did a roundup of all these bedazzled masks and they said brides and grooms are getting married during the coronavirus pandemic and they've added face masks to their must-have wedding accessories top wedding designers and artists on platforms like etsy released a slew of masks made specifically for couples and their attendants um i know people who just got engaged recently and their family did a little thing to surprise them and they got them like a bride and groom face mask to wear I mean, my son came home from preschool on his first day and they had decorated a medical mask. And I was like, this is both, both it's very dystopian and dystopian and dark and like so fucking funny. I'm never getting rid of this ever. I like wrote the date on it and I was like, this I'm keeping forever. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like they actually decorated uh, my two year old decorated a medical mask. And it's, it is dystopian is the exact word for it. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'm glad that they're making it fun for him. Yeah. But hopefully that will be a memory one day and and not like, oh, my first mask. First of many. And I'm hoping at your wedding you don't need a a bridal mask. Fingers crossed. My plan is to wait until that is not necessary because I do not want that a part of my day. But who knows? Maybe Maybe I'll get a bridal mask. We'll see. I'm not ruling anything out. Nope, they can't rule anything out anymore. Yeah. Um, so I've been reading the the New York Post. This is a story about a grandmother and a mom rescue a seven year old boy from a carjacker in Queens. I don't usually read stories like this. This is by Reuven Fenton and Tina Moore. Um, but this story, I don't know. It was one of those ones that just like popped up in my feed, and I clicked on it, and I was like, "This is nuts." So a carjacker dragged a queen's grandmother for 30 feet as the brave matriarch struggled to free her seven-year-old grandson from inside the car before the thief could peel off so i don't think that the thief was trying to kidnap the son but so i'll tell you what happened so it it like an unknown male jumped inside the vehicle when the keys were in the ignition and took off the boy was still in the back seat and his grandmother and mom were loading packages into the vehicle. So basically, like, if you're loading packages, do not leave the keys in the ignition because some psychopath <laughs> might come in and try to steal the car and whatever's in it, including a person. So yeah. the grandmother said, I grabbed the door. He pulled me 30 feet. It was a surreal experience. I started in one place and ended up somewhere down the block. At the same time, the boy's mom was running behind the SUV. And then for some reason, the SUV suddenly stopped giving the mom a chance to, like, open the door and pull the boy out. The grandmother escaped the ordeal with just cuts to her knees and some back pain. Um, but the mom suffered some leg injuries. Oh, just so I can't think of anything more traumatic and just absolutely awful. You're loading packages and all of a sudden someone's stealing your seven-year-old and car. Like people are nuts in this world. This is what I'm scares also, me. I'm amazed the that the grandmother was able to hold on for 30 feet. 
I mean, I think adrenaline kicks in when you need to save yeah. someone, you know, and you could do crazy shit. She's like superwoman. Yeah. They always say that like moms, there's like that story of like a mom lifting your car off a baby. Oh, for sure. Adrenaline. For sure. Uh, wow. Well, I'm glad this story had a happy, happy ending. ending. I know. I mean, that's, I'm sure they're a little crazy. traumatized, but it's totally nuts. Yeah. So crazy stuff. Oh, and on that note, <laughs> crazy stuff for a crazy 2020. Oh, yeah. That is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Email us your questions. Let us know what you think of the show. And check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They're both available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we encourage you to get them from your local indie bookstore. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors in the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Is Why Podcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. That was a HeadGum podcast. <laughs>